Welcome to It's All Fine and Dangy, where we talk about community, health, culture, and all of the big and little things that make life good. Here are your hosts, Dan and Angie. Well, hey guys, and welcome to episode 37. Thanksgiving is over. Black Friday is over. It's Cyber dis- Monday is over. It is over. It is. It, we are in December now. We are. Woohoo. The it, countdown has begun. And we, I'm so excited for Christmas. I'm I always so excited for Christmas. It you is know, your favorite holiday. It really is. Halloween is a close second, but, um, and, you know, I, I don't want to sound like, you know, um, I'm so selfless and whatever, but I, I honestly am so excited for Christmas because I want to see everybody open their presents. I know, and I was going to bring that up. The reason why you are so excited is because you love to give, see the faces of the people who are opening the presents. It's so true. You really do. I love it. And uh, I, just all of it. I like seeing, you know, the kids are grown up now, but I like seeing people get excited for presents under the tree. And Yeah, Dan, um, the kids don't wake up at five o'clock anymore, but Dan does. Yes, I do. <laughs> he wants excited. to see if Santa Claus came. Santa Claus always comes. He so. does to our house. That's right. That's for sure. So anyway, uh, yeah, 37 episodes. We're now into December. Um, I... Had a really nice Thanksgiving. I had a very nice Thanksgiving, too. I know. I spent it with you. and uh, We kind of had a double whammy Thanksgiving, too. Well, that's, so So let's dig into that for a minute. So we had Thanksgiving with your family, mm-hmm. and I we've been pretty good about eating. At least, you know, I know we've been cheating and stuff, but we don't eat like these huge gluttonous meals. And I will be the first one to admit, I only had one serving, but I did have a you know, a big meal on Thanksgiving. Yeah. And it was was pretty good. Um, My family opted this year to be kind of go the easy way. And we did the public Thanksgiving. It was actually really good. We should do a commercial for them, I feel like. Because I was blown away at how good the turkey was, the ham was. The stress is gone of basting a turkey all day. You can actually just enjoy everybody as soon as they get there because you're not like slaving in the kitchen. And 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 Sheila at the kitchen Chandler would tell us that basting a turkey doesn't actually do anything. For that's a right. I saw that? her post about that. That was very interesting. Yeah, that's sort of an old school mentality, but it really doesn't yeah. do anything. Yeah, and yeah, so that was very nice. Both my kids were there. Yep, and all the nieces and nephews running around playing the little cutie pies. Yep, and you know what I was reflecting on? What were you reflecting on? I was reflecting on. What it's going to be like when I'm the old guy, when I'm the grandpa, when I'm the Danpaw, that just gets to sit on the couch. Instead of running around, you know, like all these years with the kids and everything, I can start to see the beginnings of just, you know, me with my mouth wide open, dead asleep, sitting on the couch, post On the recliner. On the recliner. Yep. Probably wearing a tie. Uh huh. You know, the whole thing. Yeah. Sounds amazing. I'll be sitting right next to you. Sounds, we'll be napping together. Right. Sounds so stress-free. It really does. And then we uh, we took a stab at Black Friday shopping. Speaking of not stress-free. Which I've never done in my whole life. Yep. I've done it once before, and uh, I was equally as unimpressed. Guess what we came home with? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> but you know what? Let me, let me say this, because I don't want to go negative. I get the buzz around it. It's kind of yeah. fun, honestly. 
if you know that you're after some of these blockbuster deals, or I guess they call them doorbuster deals. Do- yeah, the doorbusters. Those are the only ones worth going for because everything else you can get online for the same price. So if you just kind of like getting into it and kind of like going, and usually I notice it's like TVs or specific like game consoles, those things have like the big sales that, you know, first 10 to get here, first 30 or 50 to get here. Yeah. Those are the ones where, you know, people seem to And I think, and you know, I was looking for some very specific items and they weren't, you know on sale so i was like yeah just get it later you know um but we're also not buying for family this year except for our immediate family like me and you and the kids sure but my family is all getting together and we're gonna do the like a little pj drive for local charity bags of hope i love it that's who we work with a lot and um and then we're gonna do some little goodie baskets up too. So we're gonna to get together to kind of do that, write some cards, and That's gonna hopefully be so fun. make somebody else's Christmas really special, and teach the the younger ones in our family to give to others. And the value of of you know what you have because you know yeah. these kids are gonna be excited to get pajamas. I mean, think about that. You know, most of our kids really aren't that. Maybe if they're really little and it's like you know superheroes yeah. or something, but for the most part, that's not a fun present for them. Yeah. So. I think it kind of shows them that's right the importance of giving the importance of what they have and being thankful and all that and we're gonna get together you know have a meal together and do that so i think that'll be a really nice time we're gonna do that a few weeks before christmas so i'm excited to be part of that too we also did a good job of kind of using our trip to the mall on black friday to get some exercise so we actually bicycled from our house to the mall and back it's about 12 miles we did not a really long bike ride a lot of stops for lights yep but it was cool. Then we had a picnic yeah. out in the park yeah. after we did the shopping. And uh, yeah. I did get you into the Apple store, which was awesome. You did. So I, you got me in to listen to the new AirPods. Yep. Is it AirPods? It's, it's not AirPods, right? No, AirPods. <laughs> call them AirPods. AirPods are the ones that come with your phone that are have oh, that's wire. Right. Okay. AirPods are the ones that are wireless. That's right. Okay. But yeah, the AirPods I have Pro. some. You think I would know what they're I called, know, but right? I don't. Well, they're the AirPods, pretty cool, though. Yeah, yeah, I like them. The AirPods Pro. I think um, they're hugely beneficial if you have trouble being able to hear your music or your podcast because you're in a noisy environment. Yeah, I think for plane trips and stuff, they're yeah. going to be really great. I think they would work well for you. But let's talk about my other Thanksgiving dinner. Yes. So on Saturday, I just cooked for me and you, and I was being a little experimental in the kitchen, and I made like two little Cornish hens for us. And I made a homemade, first time I ever did it, sourdough bread stuffing. It was so good, too. Yeah. It had, like, apples in it. Yeah. And then I did a homemade green bean casserole, not traditional, not with the little crunchy things on top. I did my own, like, mushroom gravy. It was good. It was very good, I'm so spoiled because, honestly, I get Thanksgiving dinner on Thanksgiving, and then you made that, like, two nights later, I think. Yeah, I did. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so I've got, like... My own little Cornish game hen, my pile of... And wine. Oh, and wine, of course. <laughs> uh, my pile of the green bean casserole and the stuffing and the wine. It was so good. Oh, and we did indulge after that in the my weakness over the holidays. Well, People. you know what? It's only, it's only available one time throughout the year. I, I know, that but is, I engorge myself. It's ridiculous. Santa's <laughs> white Christmas ice cream. Oh, it's like gosh. coffee-flavored ice cream with espresso chips in it. People, please Espresso go chocolate. buy it so that there's not any left at the store when I go there. So that I Actually, Publix is out of it now. So uh, the one by us anyway. It's yeah. ridiculous. You know what, though? I, 
<laughs> you got you got to be able to indulge a little bit sometimes. And it was a really, really nice. That was another really nice meal, and it was really fun. And it then was. the rest of our our weekend was kind of chill. Um, yeah, we watched the long shot with um, Seth Rogen and Charlize. How do you say her name? Sh- Charlize Theron. Theron or Theron. I think she calls it Charlize Theron. Yeah, so. I remember you saw an interview one time where people were pronouncing her name wrong or something. Anyway, that was a cute movie. It was, you know, it was a, it was a kind of a romantic comedy. It was In a really, way, yeah, I guess it was. But it was I, you funny. know what? I, yeah. I, uh, I'm critical of comedies, and I don't always think Seth Rogen's movies are funny. But that one actually had me laughing out loud yeah. a couple times. Yeah, so. that it was funny. And we did one other thing. Oh, we designed the studio. We did. Yeah. Yes. So now that my son has moved out, he as we've talked about before here on the show, he moved to Seattle. And we've kind of been getting rid of some of the old stuff in the bedroom and kind of cleaning it up and stuff. And now we're going to move our podcast studio from this little setup we have on our desks in our bedroom to our full-blown actual room that's an actual podcast studio. So I've been configuring table layouts and desk layouts in AutoCAD, which is like a drafting program. And now we know how we're going to lay it out. And it'll be be a small studio, but it'll be intimate and... We only have a setup for two guests anyway, so I think it'll fit all four of us perfectly. And we'll also have our actual desk area in there for working and stuff. So. Yeah, a lot more desk space, yeah. um, a lot more of a formal studio space for us and guests. We can shut yeah. the door. We're going to get an on-air Not have light. them at our kitchen table like right. we do sometimes, we're which is still fine. But Indeed. And we're going to have a, a on-air light outside the door yes. just to be, you know, just for the fun of it. <laughs> just for fun. And then we're going to be decorating up that room with a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of branding stuff for Find Angie, but also, you know, we may have like a guest book on the wall or we may have, we're we're talking about all kinds of options. We may have business cards from different guests that we may seal into the table that you do your interview at. We're thinking of all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. Maybe they just sign it, their signature on it. I mean, something cool. Something Something neat. We're going to be using some more green screen stuff. So we're going to have fun. Possibility of doing commercials for people. I mean, all sorts of well, all sorts of ideas we have in our brain. Indeed. And I, that yeah. kind of wraps up what our weekend was. I also wanted to mention that in the upcoming uh, episodes in December, one of the things we're trying to get organized that we haven't worked out the details yet for, but um, I do need to get a call out to Holly Condry at the Apopka High School Alumni Association to see if she can uh, sort of kind of guide me in the right direction. But we would like to get involved in the Apopka Christmas Parade. Yes. And that's coming up in December. We'll provide some dates and information around that in our next episode. But uh, we'd love to be part of that parade and we'd love to, uh, you know, kind of help promote it. Yeah. And I think that's it. That's it. So stay tuned, guys. We have our community call out coming up next. And... Stay tuned for the two guests that we will be having on the show from Mimi's Community Theater. Oh, indeed. And one thing real quick, Mimi's Community Theater is a community theater in Mount Verde. I want to give a little bit of context before we start the uh, interview, but uh, it's a very cool theater. They're going to tell you all about it. We highly encourage you to go see shows there. We've seen several shows there. Um, it's got a nice little intimate vibe. Yeah, Very cool. Very fun. Um, you get to meet the actors after the show, and it's just, it's really cool and a nice way to spend a, a few hours. So anyway, hang tight, and we'll be right back with the community call-out.
Hey guys, welcome back. And today's community call out is especially relevant to the holidays in December as we are kicking off our first episode in December. Both of our guests, and we have two guests today, both of them are coming to us from Mimi's Community Theater, which we'll discuss a bit later into the show. So please join us in welcoming Jason Montilla and Don Davidson. Thanks for sitting down and talking to us for a minute, guys. Thanks for having us. <laughs> So I'm going to jump right in here, um, and we'll talk a little bit about Mimi's Theater as we get further into it. But before we get kicked off, I was going to have each of you maybe spend a minute or two to tell us a little bit about yourself, like maybe where you grew up, about your family, hobbies, that kind of stuff. Whatever you want to share. So maybe we'll start with you, Don. All right. Um, uh, I grew up all over. I was born in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We moved around all over the South uh, when I was a child, and then... Um, when I was a teen, we moved out to Colorado and wow. oh, that's a nice place to live yeah, as a teenager. It was, it, was, <laughs> it was a transition because we came from, um, the deep South. And then when we went to Colorado, we were in a very tiny town. Uh, as I told you earlier, we, I was okay. in a graduating class of 33 students. So, oh, that's crazy. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, but then I went to, I went to school at Colorado state and then after I graduated, moved to Florida because I had big dreams of working in Disney animation and cool. Yeah, it was cool, except I moved down about the time that they shut animation down. Oh, gosh. Oh. So, <clears throat> but by then I was working at the theme parks, um, just and you know, just trying to make ends meet. Was working uh, at a frontline job as a cast member, and then I met my husband, who is a costume designer there, and you know, married him and lost any chance of moving out of Florida. So. <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay. We have three kids, and uh, we're both artists, so we have sympathy for each other's. Uh, quirks fantastic artist yeah I might oh. add. what yeah. kind of art um i do uh children's book illustration um Very also cool. i have published a coloring book for adults I have to say that instead of adult coloring book, which has a very different connotation. Yes, yes. And um and also have an Etsy store where we both sell our coloring art. And then I also do I have a lot of personal hobbies around the art as well. I work on a an online graphic novel and um, oh, awesome! Yeah, it's it's I'm it's we have a, no, a, a whole other show coming up here <laughs> oh, totally. in the future, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's and then I recently added theater to my hobbies. I've been with Mimi's for about a year now. So were you like was your family in the military? Is that why you guys moved around so no, much? No, um, I was the uh, I was the child of a single mom. My right? my father died when I was a baby, and so she moved around a lot um, just to kind of try to you know, figure out what was going to be the best thing for us. And then when, you know, when she remarried, that's when we moved to Colorado. Oh, I got you. And then, um, real quick question about your husband who I've Mm -hmm. met in one of the shows. Um, is he still a costume designer? He is. He just made 30 years. Wow. That's great. And he's missing his big 30 year anniversary celebration because they're sending him to California. Oh, no. The pros and cons. Cake for him. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. He's a great guy too. Yeah. All right. Well, Jason, same questions. Can you tell us a bit about yourself? Sure. I uh, was born in, in Puerto Rico and I lived there until I was about six or seven years old. I moved to South Florida with my mother in Miami and um, my parents were, I've never known my parents to be together. So they, they divorced when I was um, uh, around that. No, I was around three or four. I don't even, too I don't little even know. Too little to remember. Too, too right? little to remember my, my stepmother who um, she came into the picture when I was about that age and, and, and they got married. And so I grew up primarily with my father and my stepmother in Coral Springs, Florida, mm-hmm. which is, you know, South Florida. It's just north of, or sorry, just south of Boca Raton. 
they now lived in, in Parkland, Florida, which I, <clears throat> I never lived there, but I went to Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School, which now everybody knows, uh, because of the Parkland school shooting. That was my high school. So that was first yeah. graduating wow. class. Yeah. First graduating class from there. And I was involved in theater there. I was the, the president of the drama club. And I was also involved in, in, in wrestling. So I used to bring a lot of athletes and a lot of people who normally wouldn't be in drama into the theater program. Oh, great. And Don, we had the most diverse group of drama people oh, involved that. in plays um, that I've ever been involved in. When I went to college, I wanted to, I went to University of Central Florida. And uh, when I went there, I wanted to get involved in theater. So. Yeah. I did. So you were, but you were. And that lasted about two weeks. Uh, why? Because I realized what theater people were, which I had never been exposed to. And they, they scared me a little bit as a young <laughs> freshman in college. Gotcha. Well, so you, you will come back to that. Now I'm okay with it. But you, so you were big into sports and the arts, which yep. I don't, Always, yep. I don't see as being that common in my experience. So that's right. cool. That's yeah, um, yeah. I was playing, I was playing football. Um, I was soccer, football, that kind of thing. But uh, theater and and really anything creative was yeah. more my drive, which is why I, I didn't pursue anything sports related. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and music, of course, which is what really kind of bridged the gap between high school and. Mimi's theater right yeah did you have anyone that influenced the um either of those things sports I mean obviously usually dads are you know pushing well, kids for sports but what about theater my, my my father was in uh he was a, an agent a producer in in the music industry okay. and uh, my whole family actually my my uncle has written uh, and composed music for tons of artists um I've probably met as a as a child, more as a child and, and teenager. I probably met more famous people than most people will ever even see somewhere, uh, which is which is really cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the downside of that, of course, is my dad was always gone and and he was yeah. always traveling and everything. So, uh, n- so I never really got into the sports, but but I had the 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 dramatic bug and the the creative bug. My mother was a singer my whole life. Um, and I'm one of the only people actually that didn't 100% pursue something in that, in that, in that realm. And honestly, I, I, I really wish I would have, right. yeah. uh, but I got involved in, uh, in, uh, technology and all that in, in, in college, which is really, I think when it started becoming cool, when it wasn't just a black screen with green text on it <laughs> right um you know the movie hackers things like that so yeah. that's that's my yeah. generation of computers <laughs> exactly yeah. right yeah. exactly right yeah when i was growing up uh the, the the macintosh was really becoming a big thing and i was oh wait a minute computers are something different and yeah and mac paint and oh that's interesting so yeah yeah, yeah. that's totally relatable mm-hmm. so, so you kind of answered that how you guys got into theater but don you have theater is like a family affair for you guys right it is it, it was actually my children that were the first ones to get involved at Mimi's when she first opened the theater. I'm going to, I'm going to try to guess at the date and I'm not going to get it wrong. So it, but it was several years ago and her first show was, um, was a Christmas show. It was the best Christmas pageant ever. And I think I just saw it on Facebook that she, you know, oh, she made cool. the announcement that she was going to, they were opening a theater. This is Did a, you live out in this area? We, I was in, we were in Winter Garden. Okay. So right where she was, and I was like, Oh, that's great. Because I had three very, creative and dramatic kids who I really wanted 
to have that experience. I had always wanted to do theater as mm-hmm. a child, but being a child of a single parent was tough. She couldn't, she didn't have time to, of course, you know, to, to help yeah. me do it. So, um, so it, yeah, I was living vicariously through my children. <laughs> so I'm like, let's go do this. And so I took them into the, uh, to the auditions. They both got, they, all three of them got, um, you know, small bit parts cause they'd yeah. never done anything before, but they had a good time. Um, it was a big commitment. And so we didn't do anything for the next year or two. And then my youngest daughter, um, started, she's at the point where we were like, you know, we got to really get this kid an agent and like real jobs and she's good enough to do that. So, um, so I did and she's, she's represented by a couple companies and, and I was like, I got to get her more experience. So then when I saw that they were doing another summer children's production with Mimi's, that's, I mean, Mimi's is nice because it's free, you know, sure. every other theater program I had put her in, it was, you're talking about two or three hundred dollars commitment I feel like you're oh, buying yeah. your kid into yeah. the show you oh, know yeah. not camp. that it's not good experience it is but I wanted her to really earn her part of course yeah. And, yeah. And, yeah. and also not have to pay $300 so I, I had her go in for the audition and my boys really weren't interested but they had to go because there was nobody to watch them so <laughs> um so they sat in and about five minutes through the readings my oldest said you know I I kind of want to want to try it yes. I said well get up there go read and so my my middle kid who was really really he, he's just kind of naturally obstinate and doesn't want to do anything that i suggest so he's sitting there pretending not to be interested and he's drawing <laughs> or something and then finally with about five minutes left of the uh, the auditions he was like eh, i kind of want to do it too so we'll get up there and read and then he wound up getting a lead role he was the, oh the main villain <laughs> in the show and he stole every scene that he was in oh, nice. this was davy and, and so he's he's actually my most like as an actor, I think probably my most talented kid. Nice. And then, um, and then all three of them were in last summer's show. And so, last summer, um, Lorraine had called me. Lorraine, who's the Mimi. head of Mamie's, right? Um, she had she had uh, called after the uh, the auditions and and offered me a role. And it was it was for the um, for the 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 dwarf, the giant dwarf, Mac, the giant dwarf. And I'm like, you know, that's. That's an odd role for me, Lorraine. Why don't Why don't I ask my husband if he'll take that role? Yeah. He's, oh, is he interested? I'm like, well, no, not really, but I'm going to make him do it. Yeah, there you go. So, so yeah, we and then she she put me into somebody else, and we had a great time. Yeah, and can I just say yeah. that your kids were phenomenal in that show? Yeah. They really great. They're really good. They all three of them have have strengths, and, yes. and they had a great time. Yeah. So yeah. that was that was fun. I, I was in the show, and I and I had the most fun watching them. <laughs> yeah, in that show. The troll, stage. The, troll the troll is my favorite. Yeah, that's the, that's my middle. Oh the, and then my the pig, gosh. the pig, origami pig. pig is my favorite. And then of course the main and then, role. Yeah, um, was Ellie. and the groundhog was fantastic too. Casey. <laughs> yeah. Most of my friends will quote her children <laughs> from, <laughs> the show. from the that show. show. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, including they, yeah, they my wife. <laughs> and you're like, hey, what's going on here? There was a moment in the show, and I I saw a few versions of the show, and I know you guys kind of mix it up in between. So I don't know if this was scripted or not, but the origami pig did this thing where he stared into space in the middle of a sentence for maybe a solid five seconds. Wicked stuff. And I, I can't remember the punchline. It was something like a barbecue. A, a barbecue. Yeah. That's what it was. And I almost he, laughed to where it would have been embarrassing <laughs> to be, you know, the guy everyone turns back and looks at. Because uh, it was hilarious. He came up with that entirely on his own. Yes. There, I, I was really actually shocked. This that summer. is comedic timing. They, they Spectacular. All had it. it was yeah. really, really you know amazing. The, yeah. Both the boys did that um, because mm-hmm. there's another another time where the sophisticated troll said, 
Once I gave a cloud a pensive stare. Yes. And then he waited with the <laughs> and stare. And immediately dissipated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, and again, that's my kid who's like Mr. Obstinate. He yeah. did not like that role. Yeah. He did not oh, want really? that role. And he, he complained it. <laughs> oh, he for it. three weeks about it. how much he hated that role. And then overnight oh, one day, it. suddenly he was like, okay. Well, I'm going to be he, serious now. He and suddenly he was, oh my God, he was amazing. He was yeah. amazing. Yeah. He had this fake British accent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, where in the world did you get that? <laughs> I didn't teach him that. That's now, so Jason, great. was that, that was your first role at Mimi's or had you done something it else? It was my first acting role at Mimi's. I had gotten involved in the show before that as a, um, um, I think I was a associate director in there or assistant director. I don't remember what my actual title was, but I got involved in the previous show before that, uh, kind of helping out. Okay. But you had done acting in other shows, just not at Mimi's before. Not since high school. Oh, wow. Now, wow. That's not true. College. Uh, I did some I Well, did you some had a little bit college. of time. Little yeah, bit. Then, no, when I, when I was in my fraternity in college, we, uh, you know, you, you do all those every season there's something that's happening there's a skit or there's a some kind of a show i was always leading everybody in the singing at to the sororities or whatever but we always had skits and things like that yeah. and I would, I would always write them put them together and uh, they, they were very short you know five minute things that's it though yeah. being an actual on stage wow. with the director and sound and props and everything no so from from 1992 which was my last role in frankenstein <laughs> to June, Last year? July 19, <laughs> so 2019. Be, so I've never this done year, acting, yeah. but it must be like riding a bike, though, because, and I'm not trying to gush on you guys too much, but. Except for learning lines. <laughs> oh, really? I didn't know that. You're like, can I that just was make easier all these up myself? 20 years ago. Yeah, it, oh. but, you, but you nailed the role, and I, it, it was obvious. I went to the first uh, rehearsal, or I guess tryouts, whatever they're called. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah auditions. Sure. Auditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I knew you were getting that role. I just knew. I knew before I left. Um, yeah. I think you came you, home talking about that, actually. Yeah, you read for that, and then you read for, I think, The Troll. Yeah, oh. I read for a few. I read for all of the... Oh, did you? Yeah, I read for, well, I've heard, I, I read for most of those roles that, that, you know... Because it was a kid's show, so it's one of those things where a kid can be in any of the parts. Yep. Yeah. And where they didn't have enough kids, they would they stick. stick an adult. Mm-hmm. I was sure that I was going to get one or two of these little parts. Yep. Yeah. Which is what some of the adults did. Some of the adults yeah. were in multiple yeah. parts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Actually, some of the kids were in multiple parts. Yeah. Yeah. I think about it. That when, when show the- is great because I went to the first one and then I went to the very last one and then there was things you guys kind of ad-libbed yeah. in there by the end that was like, wow. Well, it was a little different each time that you saw yeah, it, Yeah, I'm I sure. agree. And I, and I saw because my daughter was... Um, in that one. Mm-hmm. And it, she also came and helped with the show before that. I saw, I think, every single solid one of the Nana's Naughty Snickers, which was the, <laughs> the show before that. Mm-hmm. And I learned, because I've never been in uh, drama, I learned that the last one is when everyone's getting really loose and cutting up a little bit, <laughs> which was yeah. awesome. And they do some goofy stuff that's totally off script. And so that, that yeah. last one that you saw, Angie, where they're, she threw the snake out into the crowd and yeah, some of the lines great. changed. Yeah. That was really, it seems like it's everybody's having a good time. Do you yeah. guys, is there... A, um, cause I like all sorts of different plays, but is there a certain genre that you prefer doing or that's a little easier that you like to perform the best? I haven't done a lot of different genres. Okay. I mean, so far with Mimi's, everything's been comedic. Kind yeah. Of comedy. I think probably cause that's, I think that's probably the hardest to do though, I to get a laugh, you know? I don't know. I, I was thinking about that on the way here. Um, because 
Like, yeah, everything's been comedic. The The show we're doing now, my character has a couple of moments where it's a little more... There, She's like the emotional hub of the show. And so there's a couple of moments where I get to do these little dramatic monologues. And... Those are those are fun for me. That's I feel like I'm acting more right. when I do yeah. those because you're kind of making this emotional connection sure. with the character, and that's satisfying. I feel like the comedic parts, um, if the joke is funny and you time it right, you're gonna get the laugh. Yeah. Right. It's pretty easy. the The okay. comedic parts that are hard for me are the ones that get super super slapsticky. And silly, oh. like Mermaid in the last show. Right, that was actually quite a challenge for me to be that ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it there's, you know, you have to like be able to be okay with the fact that you just have no dignity left. Oh no! <laughs> and, and so that one, like, it helped that my head was covered with yes. the giant yeah. fish head because yep. then. You know, you kind of lose yourself. People don't really that. know me. Yeah, they don't know me. Yeah. It's a good thing because the video of that had like 4,000 views oh. on our page. Oh, uh, no. It's the closest was, yeah. we've ever come to a viral video. We, we shared it on yeah. our, um, I think on our channel yeah. and it got four or 5,000. And maybe that's what you're talking about. But I may, from, that may be. Yeah. from our channel, I was like, what is I know. causing this? Is I'm telling you, I'm still thinking it was people with the fish fetish. But anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, but so... Like the Nana's was my first show with them. Right. That one was really funny. I, I really enjoyed doing that one, but it, I didn't. It didn't feel hard. It you just had an felt, enormous amount of lines in that, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I have a lot in this one too. Yeah, do you? It's I don't. I, I'm pretty good at memorizing. I've always been good at that. Right. Um, I'm trying to think of what my biggest challenges are besides being weird. Like Jason's gonna laugh, but the hardest part of the sh- current show for me is right. there's this scene where we have to walk around the stage groaning. Cause I'm in pain. I'm like, I'm pregnant with twins nine months and I'm like, just everything hurts. Right. So there's a scene where I literally have to walk across around the stage. It's scripted. It's like choreographed. And I groan at the end. And I'm like in my head, I'm going, Oh my God, what does this sound like? (laughs) 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 And that like, it's just this, that moment of going, okay, just forget what you look and sound like and just Just do it. it. Yeah. Yeah, Don't get in your head too much. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think that you, you mentioned about the fish head too. I have heard many actors say that when they get in costume, it, changes everything that's yeah. why dress rehearsals are so great because yeah. they they really get into the character i would imagine more so if your face is completely yeah covered. i like i i keep getting for for these types of not for the the summer one but for these plays i'm i'm tending to get these kind of very straight roles that a lot of the other ones are kind of being the comedy right bouncing off of i have a dream of being like a really crazy like character role i really want to do like the witch or something you know like oh, yeah. a villain or something i think that would yeah. be really fun oh yeah so, indeed in the well, future. jason you were in like full costume for the groundhog were you sweating to death the whole time <laughs> and you that was a very physical role i mean it was so, so physical i mean there, so let me see i put action. the costume on let's say i put the costume on at six o'clock p.m the show starts today i was sweating bullets by 602 <laughs> PM. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was Woo. a full furry costume. Is yes, what it, it felt was like. wonderful. And it full was makeup. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did the makeup about an hour beforehand at home. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, wow. very, very physical. But I, it's hard for me to do roles that aren't physical. Yeah, because that's just the way I am. I don't. Uh, I don't think anybody asked me to do that stuff. Oh, it was. <laughs> I think it really contributed to the oh, yeah. to the comedy, the whole show. And I honestly thought you actually fell down once, and it was all just part <laughs> of the the gag. So it was well done. When we were when I was thrown, we rehearsed that. Um, well, I 
creatively fell in a way that I didn't hurt myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually still have a scar on my leg. Oh, my uh, oh that was a fall. That from, was in rehearsal? It or? was a rehearsal. Okay. It was a rehearsal. I, I fell up the stairs. Yeah. And I got a nice shin gash. gash. You, you did one fall where your leg was like twitching after you fell? <laughs> yes. That's the one I thought. And for a moment, I was like, oh, no. He's hurt, <laughs> you know. That's right at the beginning. That's yeah. that's that's right when we oh, fall through the, the yeah. land area. <laughs> so, speaking of which, Jason, you've you've played, you know, you've been an actor in the show, and now you're doing. You're the director of the current show. I guess I wanted to take a minute to talk about what your experience is going from one role to the other, and do you find certain challenges or rewards from each one? Is there one role you prefer over the other? So to skip ahead to the answer, I I absolutely prefer performing. Yes, uh, because, I, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, there, <laughs> I've I've been a ham my entire life, and it's it's something that I I've always enjoyed is is performing. Right. Uh, whenever I write anything, I think of I mean it sounds very narcissistic. I think of myself in that role, even if it's a role that I know I'm not going to do. Yeah. Um, when I write music, I think of myself in in as the singer. However, <clears throat> I think with um with directing. There's a different kind of satisfaction that that you get from that, and it's very similar to being a a good leader in a in, a, in any business. When you find talent and and you and you see what people are capable of, and you're able to hone in on that and bring that out, right? And you know that they don't know how good they are, and then they start to realize that there's there's something really magical about that. Oh, I bet. And 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 you only get that I think as a director. I don't know yeah. that you can get that as as a performer necessarily. You probably could if you're mentoring somebody. But it's more like teamwork when you're up on the stage with your, mm-hmm. you know, oh, co-actors, when you're, right? Yeah, when you're playing a part. But when yep. you're the one, like you said, you're drawing them out, maybe giving I, them I ideas. I see relationships. To- yeah, I see relationships forming on stage and. And, and kind of off to the side where people are talking and I can see people they're just, oh, oh, look at them hanging out. Look at them hanging out. And and I think, oh, it would be fun to be on stage. But that's that's for them. And, and yeah. I tell everybody, you know, this is your show. This is your yeah. show. All I'm trying to do is just, you know, I'm the goalkeeper here, yeah. keeping the things from going out. That's really all all you do as a director. And then really most of your work as a director happens outside of rehearsal. You know, putting everything together, making sure everybody's doing what they needs to be done, finding people uh, <laughs> to do. Th- yes, Assigning. exactly. <laughs> do you guys have down. spots on the like markers on the stage where people are supposed to stand, or is it just we kinda, do? Do you? Okay. We have spots where people are supposed to stand, um, or at least in, in general. Right. Uh, one of our characters, uh, the character name is GJ Gina Joe, and there's the GJ spot. Because she goes to that spot a lot. There's right. the Geneva spot. Yep. That's the, so I'll, I'll tell other people, hey, stand in the GJ spot. You know, that's oh, something I actually knew that we had within the last couple of weeks. We have, we have tape on stage, and this is very common, where furniture will go. Yeah, when you go back and forth, um, it makes sense, yeah. I guess, because so you can I move think, quick too in between absolutely. scenes. Yeah. yeah. Also, I think that, and I noticed this during the Nana's show. There's a lot of people moving around each other in a small space, and it seems like if you had any one of the actors in the wrong spot, it seems like it would even almost throw off the dialogue sometimes. Oh, sure. People Blocking get confused. Is very important. Yeah. 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 Yeah, if you're I not standing run around in, the right in a circle, or, like what's going on? Yeah, you, <laughs> and and actually, it also helps. I mean, I don't know, Don. Maybe you have an idea, a, a better grasp on this. But if, for me at least, learning lines, if you have a monologue, which in this current show, uh, you know, Don has some some 
lengthy lines. Um, you know, if you're, if you're walking from, from this point to this point, you can cut up your, your monologue and say, well, these two sentences happen when I go from here to here. Right. And then I don't start saying this until I go from there back to over here right. and oh. I lift my arm here. So yeah. the blocking so you know, is very important. That's that. I never it's thought of that. visual in with kind it's of also, action and Yeah. Yeah. yeah but it's also so you don't burn through the line and now you're walking around in silence because <laughs> yeah, you've, right. you know, you had to. So just that's a, I'm sure that's a learned well, nobody, nobody stands <laughs> yeah. in one place and just talks. Right. You know, you have to have actions. In real life, you're always doing something. Yeah. yeah. Even if you're just waving your hands around. Right. We <laughs> talked about that. Yeah. That without waving my hands around, I think I'd you be can't talk. silent. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I know a lot goes into the process of making a show just from what I've witnessed. And the acting community really seems to come together at Mimi's from what I've seen, even on the sort of outside of it. Can you guys give us a peek behind the curtain and maybe give an example of how you go from the concept of a show into production and maybe tell us what some of the other roles are besides acting and directing? For the last show, so the last show was the Halloween show, which I was again listed as an assistant director and, and I just directed while while Lorraine was, was gone for a couple of weeks. Right. Um, but I know that Don played a role that's one of the most, one of the most important that, that you don't hear about very often. <laughs> Um, I guess you would have called me a stage manager of a sort. Um, I've never done that before. Lorraine just called me in on the last couple of weeks because they just needed the help. So I wasn't familiar with the show at all, but so I just had a script in my hand and and would watch. And then it was my job to get the lights on and off and open and close the curtains and just make sure, you know, after a break or after intermission, everything, everybody was ready. I didn't, I didn't have any idea where things should go. I just had to, you know, trust the actors to know, okay, everything's set, you have your props, good, we're good, and then radio out to the front, you know, the guy on tech and say, okay, we're ready, you know, turn the lights on. Um, so that's one of the roles. Um, I, in a theater as tiny as the one we've got, we don't have a lot of room backstage for sure. a bunch we of heard. stage hands. Yeah, yeah right. it's very small. <laughs> Um, it's for at summer, it was crazy. You'd have like, you know, six people crammed into oh, my a, a room the size <laughs> yeah. of a closet. Um, so we relied a lot on, you know, usually it's literally members of the cast yep. that have to step into those roles. Sure. And it's rare that we have an extra person who that's their job is right. to, to be the manager. But for that particular show, she was able to squeeze me in. Um, so that's one thing. Yeah. I mean, we have, we have people, uh, on stage, you're going to have your stage manager, um, like Don was talking about, you're going to have, sometimes you'll have somebody who's specifically for, for props. That's what I was going to ask for, for making the props or setting them up or both. Oh, everything. Yeah. So at, at Mimi's, most of the props are created by either the cast themselves or somebody that they've, they've partnered up with, partnered up with or and parent, they'll show everything parents. is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like that. Yep. Um, and, um, so, but, but you know, with the, a bigger show, you, sometimes you need somebody to, to keep track of things. I know the show we had before, we had, uh, 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 these two ladies who came in and they were in charge of, of putting all of the drinks that actually had liquid in them, um, taking those, making sure those were clean. There was a whole dinner scene. They had to make sure the plates were all set up because the cast is going a mile a minute. Right. Yeah. And it's difficult for them. To put a simple, you know, the potato thing with the chicken thing and the whatever, and then the napkin rolled up, and it's a little bit difficult. So yeah. we had people who they acted double role, stage manager and a prop manager. Oh, I see oh. what you to mean. Make by prop sure, man. yeah, nice. So what about when it comes to um, like your costumes? Is 
the director, do they usually give you a direction to go in and you're responsible for it? Do they have the exact vision they want? Like, how does that work with with costumes? Well, for me as a director, um, I had an idea of what I want everybody to wear and I would project that idea. But I also tell everybody, I need, you know, this is your character. You have to give me what what you feel is is, is happening with your costumes. And um, for, for this Christmas show, we, we've primarily been uh, actor-driven. Uh, they're, they're the ones that have brought the costume, with the exception of a couple of things, obviously, that, you know, this yeah. character has to be wearing this. And right. This character has to be wearing this. In the summer show, which uh, which we did, uh, which was uh, based in fairy tale land, basically, um, the land of, of misfit fairy tales, um, you know, the costumes were very important. Yep. Yes. I was, I was a groundhog. I came up with my entire costume. I showed it to Lorraine, who was directing at the time. Uh, your kids especially. Mm. And where those costumes come from? Did you guys get direction? Uh, I get, I asked, I, we had ideas and yeah. I asked Lorraine, yep. Hey, would this work? And she said, yeah, I it was, and Lorraine is that way. She's very much into having people kind of take ownership and, yeah. and, and be creative yeah. and, and, you know, being community theater, there's no budget. So everybody is providing their own costume right. typically. Yeah. Um, yep. So yeah, we all just kind of made it. Up. I mean, like with my oldest playing origami pig, there was no direction in the script. He was a pig. And, yeah. and I thought, okay, origami. And he does not kung fu, but something like that. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, he's a ninja or something. So I'm like, okay, well, then he needs a ninja suit. So he wound up like doing that. was like, right. Yeah. It and was it was perfect. perfect. And it wasn't until after settling on that particular idea that he really figured out what he wanted to do with that character. So, so cool. that's why it, it goes back the, to what yeah. I was saying about the costume. My daughter was in that one too. And she was the, um, uh, cross between, I guess, Little Red Riding Hood and Robin Hood. Robin Robin Hood. Little Red Robin. <laughs> Little Red Robin Hood. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And we handmade those by ordering them from Amazon. Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure I got all of ours from Amazon. No, my my middle the troll was wearing a a coat like a tail coat, right? Or some that was like from some cheap China, you know, off of eBay or something. Oh, now I got see. you. Well, you had like five. Oh, your entire family was in yeah, that one. Yeah. So that's a lot of costumes. Yeah. Now I would be the one I wanted to make Rachel. So I'm like, oh no, <laughs> she needs a bow and arrow. Oh, she needs like, let's, and you know, Rachel's like, no, this is what they told me. This is what I'm doing. <laughs> right. Very serious. I'm like, oh my God, I would like take this to the next level. Right. You know, we are very big into Halloween and yeah. we make our costumes yeah. every year. Yep. Costume designer husband. Yes, it was hard exactly. for him. Exactly. Oh, I thought it was hard for him. Now I'm you know. not, you know. I can sew some stuff, but I'm not like, you know, making it like from scratch, but yeah. I can piece stuff together yeah. and take a trench coat and turn it into something else yeah. with some paint and some buttons and stuff. So I would be, I would go crazy. May, may I add that I thoroughly enjoyed seeing the two of you, the pictures you had on the internet of, of you at a diner or something dressed in your every year, really scary costume <laughs> of a uh, very ghastly looking. We were the ghost hosts. Go, yeah. 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 Mansion, right? oh, and it was just, cool. uh, it was fantastic. Fantastic, which I'm yeah. very, very much uh, into. Yes, yes But it. Well, it thank was, you for that. It was really yeah. amusing. We enjoy. Yeah. We go to we, Denny's every year. Every that year. Is that's our right. Oh, it was tradition. Denny's, and we're so yes. corny, but we take the same exact picture now every because year. we've been doing it for so long. So we try to remember what the pose was the year before and yeah. do it again. Yeah, we do. I love it. It's it's crazy. So as you guys are getting a show first, you know, in the beginnings and planned, um, a casting call goes out by Lorraine or Mimi who can try out at the theater is it is it open is it what anybody. Is specific anybody, anybody? Yeah. it's in fact I think this show 
Am I the only one that's got prior theater experience? No, Nora no. does. We've got a few, but Nor- I think Nora that's really does. great, though, that yeah. anybody can, right? John Curtis' yeah. character does. Okay, that's true. Yeah, John. that's true. But we do have quite a lot of people who it's like literally the first time they've first seen time. on stage. Oh, wow. So does that so challenge you as a director for brand new, I mean, it's probably a silly question, but I would assume that's more challenging when it's a no one's ever acted before. <laughs> It, there, there are plus and minuses on on both sides of this. Um, so when you have somebody that's come in that does have a lot of experience, you you run the risk of them feeling like they are greater than. Uh, sometimes that has not happened in this show. Uh, with somebody who's absolutely brand new, you sometimes have that problem as well because they look at it and they say, "Oh, this is easy," right? Um, and and they have a chip on their shoulder, so the the, the chip can be on either shoulder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, with somebody who is absolutely brand new, you again you run the risk of them just not being able to speak. You could talk to them, and they're like this, they're like this, and they okay, action. They're oh no, I know. falling apart. <laughs> Welcome. To- <laughs> And you don't want that either, <laughs> right? But uh, luckily, this show rep this show has uh, younger people, older people, seasoned people, people who haven't done it for a long time and are doing it now. People that have been involved in a show for the last ten years, uh, yeah. constantly. Um, yeah, there's a really great mix. But I would say the bi- the biggest challenge with somebody who's new is just letting them. It's okay. Just play pretend. Just do yeah. it. Yeah, it's okay. Just let if it you out, miss and they're a embarrassed word, that's a little okay. bit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or, okay. or go ahead and bring it out. Let, let's you know instead of saying, "Oh my, what are you doing here?" Oh. Which is perfectly reasonable. You know, you can you can say, "Oh my, what are you doing here?" <laughs> right. Exactly. Just do it. We'll nail it back a little if we yeah. need. If it's over yeah. the top, I love that. So yeah. if somebody wants an opportunity to try out, I mean, now now is not the time because you're in middle of. This yeah. about to start this one, right? Yeah. Um, but where can they find information about that? Like for an upcoming one. So maybe. everything with Mimi's Theater is put onto the the Facebook page right now. Um, so if you go to uh, the Facebook group and you look for Mimi's Community Theater, um, she puts all everything up there right now. We're we're actually talking about putting up a uh, a website soon. Um, which is something that, so there's a, there's a new leadership group. So this is the, we're going into the fourth season. This show represents the beginning of the fourth season of, at Mimi's. Right. Cool. So it's a, it's a still a very new theater and, um, and we're getting some of those things. So we don't have a, a like a legit website, Mimi's theater.com or anything yeah. like that. But everything's up on the Mimi's Theater community website, and uh, actually auditions for the next show I think I think are January sixth and seventh. Yeah, oh, okay. Like They're okay. usually real quick after. We'll make sure we post over. those yeah. so that yeah. people will know. Yeah, yeah. So if you're listening now on your device, you can scroll down, and there'll be links in the show description that tells you how to get to places to buy tickets, and also where you can find information about auditioning. And Mimi's Theater is a nonprofit organization. It is. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about that, and also how the community helps to support Mimi's? Sure. The uh, uh, Mimi's Community Theater is 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 a nonprofit, and meaning that um, it's a five hundred one C three something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, every dollar that goes into Mimi, I mean, it, it could be tax deductible, number one, but also um, Mimi's always accepts donations. You can sponsor a a, a whole show. Um, you can put money into the programs and put in an ad into the into each program for each show. Um, mm. you can just donate 
to Mimi's, um, we do not have much budget. Everything <laughs> that you see when you come to Mimi's is very much probably donated. Yeah. yeah, 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 donated or 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 provided by cast members, including costumes and the set. That this set, which is really coming along very very well, was one hundred percent constructed and um, put together and and painted and. And by by either cast members or or friends of mine that had were not involved in the show and and did things for us, so um and and I think so far it's looking really great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, from what I've seen in your posts and some of the stuff we've seen mm-hmm. here, it looks very yeah. impressive. So nice. um yeah, so supporting Mimi's uh, goes a long way for the community. So how can people find out about how to go about doing that? Is it through the same sites, the Facebook sites? Yeah, and such? getting getting onto the Mimi's site uh, in on the Facebook site, which I think it's I think it's actually facebook.com slash little community theater. I, I think it, I think that's the name. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um I will well, we'll, put, we'll get it yeah, in there for we'll sure. Get it. I'll we'll, look it up. We'll look I think it up. it's little community yeah. theater. But yeah. anyway, um yeah, getting on there and and finding the information there is is probably the best way. But being that we're a, a kind of a fledgling um, uh, community theater, which honestly, I think the performances that you see and the actual effort that everybody gives far surpasses the youth of the actual theater, yeah. which is a big credit to uh, Lorraine and Bart, uh, who founded the theater, what they've been able to to, to put together. Uh, we're just now getting into some of that business side of things, which is, you know, not necessarily as fun as putting <laughs> on a play. Of course. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But, but, Another thing too, for example, we're in, we're in Montverde and, uh, Montverde is, is kind of a little pocket in Claremont, right past Winter Garden in Oakland. Uh, just when you kind of get into Claremont, there's a little city Montverde with, and most people know Montverde Academy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the building that we're in is 100% donated by the city of Montverde. We pay zero dollars to be there. Yep. That's amazing. And yeah. they, they allow us to use the space to perform and to rehearse. That Except for is the amazing. second Tuesday of the month yep. when they have their community meetings. <laughs> right. It is very much out of the way. So, yeah, you ask how the community can support. Just come to the show. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it, it can be tough when you're a tiny theater and in a place is kind of a little, remote feeling a, as well. A little drive. To yeah. get word out. So, yeah, definitely just everybody got to come see the show. Yeah. Share, you know what, sharing I, the post, sharing yeah. the upcoming yeah. events or plays that they're doing. That's Indeed. a, a and great we, way to do it. We'll definitely help do that. Uh, and encourage other people to do that too. But, you know, I would also say that's kind of the charm of it because mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. found the theater from my daughter being in a show a few shows ago. And I, just like you said, Don, part of me is like, where are we going? We're out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, but I kind of like we it. We ride bikes yeah. out here. So we do yeah. Yeah. It's the area, charming. but it's yeah. feels a, it, it feels a like, bit. It feels like Winter Garden felt 12 years yeah. ago, you know, yeah. before the, it's like a little Mayberry. And, it is, yeah. And a lot of the shows kind of, maybe just coincidentally sort of feel that same way. I yeah. think right. just the one she's been picking and they just have that little small town. It's like a very know. intimate vibe. Yeah. In there. I like it. Yeah. Um, so we're kind of talking all around this, but I wanted to save these questions specifically to the end here, but let's talk a little bit about the current show that's running now at the theater <laughs> that Don you're in mm-hmm. and Jason you're directing. It's called Christmas bells. What type of show is it? I mean, obviously, it's a Christmas show. It's uh, comedy, I'm, I take it. Um, can you tell us a little bit about it, who the target audience is, what people can expect from the show? Maybe a little bit of a teaser. Sure. Uh, Christmas Bells is a, a, a modern tale. It takes place today, 
And it's about a small town in Texas called Pharaoh, Texas. And the the vehicle driving the show are these three sisters. And they're each extremely different from each other. Dawn plays one of the sisters. Um, one sister has just been given the reins to this Christmas show, this Christmas pageant that uh, that they put on television in the local access TV. And every year they do this. They've been doing this for 27, 28 years, whatever it is. And uh, one of the sisters has been given this show, and she's just really nervous about it, but also really excited about it. And then uh, you have the second sister, who's um, who's probably in her forties and pregnant with twins. And um, and boy, it's not going exactly the way that she hoped. <laughs> and this was a surprise pregnancy, and she's also helping with the show. And then you have a third sister who. Burned down half the town not too long ago, <laughs> and she's on work release to go and help with the show. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh nice. It sounds yeah. hilarious. So, and and let's just say that uh, from the beginning, things don't seem to be going well with the show. There's a lot of physical humor. There's a lot of verbal humor. I believe one of the writers or some of the writers were involved with uh, sitcoms and Golden Girls, and it has a very, the way I, the way I, when I had auditions, the way I would sell the show to the to the to the actors, I would say it's it's kind of like a designing women or golden girls. It's, yeah. it's very yeah. much a sitcom, yeah. right? But it's not a farce. It's not just um, you know constant slapstick. Ha 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 ha. There there are serious moments. There are things that happen. Not too serious. There's a real story. But in there's there heart. Too. Yeah. There's yeah. heart. Yes. Somewhere underneath, there's a family in here just trying to. Hold it together. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to hold the audience to uh, the audience question to Dawn because I, I've told people it's not a uh, it's not a kids show, but it's not kid unfriendly. Yeah. Yeah. No. I would I would bring my kids to it. OK. There's nothing yes. in it that's objectionable. Um, I would call it a just a family show. Very nice. Okay. And, and PG. And, yeah. 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 And you're playing the sister, the pregnant sister, the pregnant sister, struggling with all of it. <laughs> yes. Because I, I, yeah, I noticed you're uh, you're shaking your head up and down when Jason was talking about how difficult it is for the pregnant sister. <laughs> well, you know, she's she's nine months pregnant, right? Oh with the God. twins, and so I get to wear this giant beach ball <laughs> strapped to my stomach, and I remember, you know, what it felt like to be that pregnant, though never with twins, thank God. Um, so it's, that's the physicality of that role is a lot of fun. Yeah. uh, But she's also kind of the emotional hub of the family. Like I, I kind of look at her as being the one, I don't know if she's the youngest necessarily. Do you think she's the middle or the youngest? She is the youngest. See, okay. So here's what I think. She's the youngest and has grown up watching her older two sisters getting in all this trouble. So she was the one who like was normal and didn't, you know, avoided all those, (laughs) all those things that they did. And so now she's married with a family and grown children. And now with the, you know, the baby's coming, but you know, she's sort of like always watching them and, thinking making sure they behave yeah probably. well really kind of the one that's that's holding it together because they're just wild while she's pregnant <laughs> and trying yeah. to deal with right. all that at the same time oh yeah. well i have been to many of the shows we'll definitely be coming to this one too um and it's always been a very um the, the crowd it. has been yeah i enjoyed it yeah. too but the crowd has been even the kids i haven't ever seen anyone drifting during the show everyone's <laughs> and i usually sit towards the back so i think everyone's been enthralled in all the shows i've seen Aww. That's fantastic. I, yes. So this show is a little bit. I don't know exactly what what you you did. In, I saw. So I, I was not involved with uh, Nana's Naughty Knickers mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, didn't even know it, it was ex- hilarious. You didn't should have been because it, it sounds amazing. 
I would have loved. I was that. such a star. It was hilarious, and I will say I saw every single one of those because my daughter was working the popcorn. Oh, yeah. And that's before she was she was kind of learning the way it all works, so she could be in the next show which she was in. But so I went to every single one because I was bringing her there, uh-huh. and it got funnier and fu- and I there was a part of me that thought oh, I'm going to hate this by the time it's over, and it was I it, I think it just got more polished. Yeah. yeah. And then the very last one. There was a lot of, uh, you know, uh, changes or not a lot. I guess some subtle changes that were unexpected and made it even funnier to me. Yeah. I specifically remember the UPS guy with the boxes all stacked up <laughs> that he's balancing. And yeah. then at the end, he's just walking with them under his arm. And you can tell they're all connected to each other. <laughs> so that was hilarious. But was good time. Great, that was a great show. Hey, maybe, um, maybe she'll be directing a show. I went from selling popcorn the first time I was involved with Lorraine's show. Yeah. Yeah. Two shows later, I'm directing a show. I, well, that's that's so what happens awesome. when you walk into Lorraine's theater. You're going to do something. So yeah. You know, and one thing I <laughs> really... Put you to work. One thing I really right. like about Lorraine is that she, right along the same vein, she will walk around and ask, like, if you're there with your kid in the show, or maybe you're in the show and your kid's just with you, just like you mentioned, mm-hmm. Dawn, she did the same thing to me, but she'll come around and go, why aren't you in the show? <laughs> I remember during the Misfit audition, you were sitting there yeah. with your daughter, yep. and Lorraine said, oh, are you auditioning for the show? You said, no, 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 just my daughter. Why aren't you auditioning <laughs> for the show? Dan. She's well, going to have you reading. Yeah. I will tell you, I, you know, I think for me, I think it'd be fun to do acting, but part of it is too that my daughter wants that to be her thing and not a family thing there. So I'd be more apt to help with the props or Or maybe whatever. me and you will go and try out one day and there do it go. as a, and a separate a And thing. a separate show. Yeah, a separate show than yeah, Rachel. That exactly. would be fun. So are there any organizations personally that you're passionate about or work with, give your time, your resources to that you'd like to mention today? Um, yeah, absolutely. My, my, my wife and I are actually very close to a foundation for, um, um, against domestic abuse and, uh, preventing and, and, and kind of seeing the signs of it and, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Cause we unfortunately lost, uh, our friend who's the namesake of this, um, particular foundation. It's called the Jamie Kimball Foundation for Courage, K-I-M-B-L-E. And honestly, the best way that you can help is to just donate money to them. Yeah. Um, if you look it up anywhere, if you look it up online, Jamie Kimball Foundation for Courage. Yeah, we'll um, put a link in the show notes yeah, too. Yeah, it, it's, it's really great. Their parents, her parents started it. Um, she unfortunately lost her life to, um, uh, domestic violence oh and, goodness. um, and she was a, a good friend of, of, of my wife and mine. And, um, Unfortunately, the other side of the relationship was also part of part of our our friend group, and it really mm-hmm. hit us hard. Yeah. So ever since ever since that happened, we've you know we we've we've become advocates, especially my wife, for seeing signs of of things yeah. uh, when people are going through things. So it's a really important thing these days when when you know people tend to be quiet, even though we have a lot of movements now where people are speaking up. Uh, there's there's still too many people being quiet, and it's up to us to help. Uh, That's people. Right. You have to oh. be people's voice. I've, yes. I I came from a family that my mother was abused for 22 years. Mm. And it's a, it's a pride thing. It's a embarrassment thing. I mean, Keep it in the family. Keep, keep it, it in the yeah. family. Yeah. There's uh, so many emotions that go through, that you go through 
and, as and I've a woman had or man that have dealt with it. Yeah, and, and I've had that in my family both, as well. Yeah. And I've I've seen yeah. that. Um, and and I think the instances you're speaking of, Angie, and the ones that I'm speaking of as well, it was the the man that was the abuser. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes I feel like the um, the person that's getting abused defends the abuser for whatever reason and tries to to hide it or play it down. So I think it's uh, I, I like to hear that. Uh, of course, I hate to hear that this is a thing, but I like to hear that this organization sort of looks for signs of it because people don't tend to come forward. They're being the voice, which I think we need. Yeah, yeah sure. that's amazing. And empowering as well, empowering yeah. people to get out of the situation. Um, mm-hmm. And it, you know, it, it it's obviously not always going to work, but um, you know, if it helps save one life, of course, that's, yeah. You know, that's and I like job. how you said that resources are very important for that because sometimes you can't get out of a situation because you don't have the resources. So donations for something like this is very important. Absolutely. Yeah. So we'll definitely be happy to share um, link in the show notes. Absolutely. If you scroll down on how you can contribute. And we'd love to see how we can become more involved with that too. Yeah. Jamie Kimball foundation for courage. Thank you. Well, thank you guys for sitting with thank us. This you is really so fun. Thank you. And yeah. where can everybody, can people pre-purchase their tickets for Absolutely. the show? How can they do that? It's actually smarter to pre-purchase because we are very, relatively low tech. And if you go to the theater with, with the thought to buy the tickets there, it's going to take a little bit of time. So usually sure. that ends up in yes. a pretty long line. Yeah. So but, or, or, but, or you have to bring cash. Right. So yeah, nobody carries that. <laughs> and I'll, I think it's like, it's called Vivendi or something Vindi, like that. Yeah, Vivendi, yes. yeah. yeah. But I'll put a link in the show notes yeah. to where people can click and uh, pre-order tickets as well. All right. Perfect. And actually the, the, the listeners of this podcast, if they, uh, for opening night, uh, which is December 13th, Friday the 13th. Oh, that's Ooh. awesome. Perfect for a Christmas show. <laughs> Friday the 13th. Um, if you uh, pay for one ticket, you can bring a friend in with you. Oh, oh that's Bogo. amazing. It's a BOGO. Yes. That that's a awesome. BOGO. We love that. We do. Only for listeners of this show and anyone else that has seen the post we've made on Facebook. That's <laughs> it. You have, to put, you have to specifically say... It's all fine and dandy podcast. That's or, where I or, heard about or, or you. Or you saw the or, post on the internet. Or saw the post. But it's an exclusive membership. <laughs> all fine and dandy on December 13th gets a free friend with them. Well, thank you guys so much. We'll definitely be at the show. You. We encourage all the listeners to go check it out. And we're going to take a break and we'll be right back with our information station. So hang tight. This is Dr. Christina Queller with Revival Chiropractic, and you're listening to It's All Fine and Dandy. Hey guys, welcome back to the information station. We hope that you enjoyed that interview with Jason and Dawn from Mimi's Community Theater. They were so cool and fun. Yeah, it, it was nice just interviewing them and getting to know them and their background in theater. Yeah, I agree. Because I, I think I always assume that people that are in theater have just, it's been their life. Yeah. Like that's what they've done. But I, I we're do seeing that a lot of people start when they're young, then Real life kicks in. They, you know, start working, doing other things. And then maybe later in life, they start getting back into it. Or in Dawn's situation, start getting her kids into it. Which and leads then to her. Led, yeah. led to her. So right. I thought it was really cool to kind of hear the background, the story behind what led up to them being at Mimi's Theater. I did too. And, you know, especially as you're talking to Dawn and Jason, and um, if you've seen them perform... They're really good. So hearing that they, oh, I haven't really done this since high school. I'm yeah, like, what? I know. It's like it, it was bursting. To, to, it was, you would it think was, they were doing it all the time. Like I mean. it, it was inside you just waiting to burst yeah, out. You know, you yeah. can tell. But Mimi's Community Theater, uh, as we mentioned before, is a uh, local theater in Mount Verde, Florida. 
it is uh, their their sort of tagline is local people getting together to share their passion of live community theater. And what's really cool is there is no experience or age limit. Everybody is invited to come out to the show, not just to you know see the show, but when they're doing casting calls, everyone's invited to come out and act. And if you have no acting experience, it doesn't matter. Um, you That's can cool. sort of dip your toe in. And my daughter's done it. And it, she did really well and really enjoyed the experience. And it's uh, it's just really cool. Everybody's very encouraging there. It's a, yeah. like I said, it's a local community thing. And they're just trying to sort of broaden their horizons through making people participate in community theater, inviting people to, I should yeah. say. And I love that they're a nonprofit organization. I do too. So they're, you know, they're, they really need the community support so that they can keep making this available to those who maybe can't afford to go to a school that charges for you to act. Right. You know, because there's so many families that want to get involved in it or people that want to get involved, but maybe they can't afford the fees that, you know, like Indeed. a school would charge yep. um, or a theater uh, would charge. That's right. So keep them in mind, guys, for either, you know, doing a sponsorship for them, just going to the shows to see all the hard work that they're putting into it, because yeah. it takes a lot of hard work. And it's really entertaining. I mean, it, it I am, is fun. I'm a, a critic and I have enjoyed everything I've ever seen there. Yeah. I mean, I, I did the first and last show, like I had said in the interview of um, the one that Rachel was in, and I cracked up both times. They did really good with the comedic performances. I it was agree. it was great. It's yeah. a nice it's a nice dynamic in there. It's a nice vibe in there, and yeah. it's really cool. Uh, Mimi, that's Lorraine. Her and her husband Bart retired uh, a few years ago, yeah. and decided they wanted to start a community theater just to help people get involved yeah, and to right? get people involved in being creative. Yeah, yeah. and and, and in a sense theater. of community, you know, a sense of community meaning. Um, people that are like-minded are drawn to each other usually. So creative actors, you know, if they're singing in some of it, you know, you're kind of drawn to that. Yeah. It's a community. It so is. And I just, I, you know, I've never been in theater or drama, but I just love the vibe in there. There's something about it. I really think that me and you should go try out for a play. I just think it would be fun to just try, even if it's not our, if we're not great at it. You know, that's okay. We tried something new in life. I, I mean, I think it would be fun. Yeah. And it seems like everyone's having such a good time. It does. And you know what's great is getting involved in something like theater. It, it really creates a sense of community. You're you're surrounding yourself with those who are like-minded. Indeed. You know, creative people, even if you sing a little bit or whatever it may be. It creates a real sense of community. It, it does. And what's interesting is we looked up some information on this just around the important benefits of, you know, that whole acting and drama and all that stuff. And much like organized sports for kids, especially, mm -hmm. it helps build self-confidence. It helps with sort of things like cooperation and communication and team building and stuff like that. Um, but it also, interestingly enough, helps with empathy there's some philosophy around the idea that when you're understanding characters and roles and stuff like that, it sort of teaches you to relate better to different situations, backgrounds, and maybe most importantly, different cultures. And yeah. it teaches people to show compassion and tolerance for others in a way, especially if you're, if you're given a role that is totally different than you, a different culture than you, you got to get your head in that space yeah. to be able to act the part. Or maybe but, do a little research on it, you know. Which I think a good actor yeah, would normally do. Yeah. Um, but, you know, then there's things like general 
you know, cooperation and working as a team. Definitely teamwork. Concentration. You know, you have to practice over and over and over, and it's a certain amount of, um, you know, skill set to to build a memory like that to be able to do, especially if you have these long parts. And some of the parts I've seen them uh, execute at Mimi's. Yeah. I'm thinking, wow, how do they do that without a teleprompter? That is yeah, a lot of words. how do they words. memorize that? <laughs> Indeed. And besides the fact that they're just having fun, it's an emotional outlet for them, especially for kids. You know, they express a range of emotions and it kind of encourages them to understand and deal with feelings that they may actually be having in their actual, yeah. you know, normal life. And they don't know how to express and they can actually express it on the stage. That's kind of my Indeed. thought. Especially yeah. things like um, anger or aggression or yeah. tension. If that's part of the play and that's part of your character, you can really get into it and release a lot of that in a safe environment. It reminds yeah. me of when I was younger playing the drums. It was like a safe and healthy way to get yeah. that stuff out. Because, yeah, we, we all feel that at some point in life. So of it's like you got to, you know, figure out a way to manage it. And, it. and that's a great outlet. But I think there's a lot of our uh, population, a lot of our culture is built around the idea that like organized sports are super important for kids. And I'm not saying they're not. I'm not saying there's not a huge value. But they're but not. That's not what all kids want to do. It's not what all kids want to do. Right. And I feel like there's not as much of a general expression of importance and benefits of like the arts and yeah. and culture and and that well I guess the culture you get from these kinds of arts. Yeah. So I love that. Anyway, this would be this would have been way more my speed as a kid than, you know, sports and things like that. I think sports are great, but I think it's important to note that there are actually benefits, just like sports, there are benefits of drama and acting yeah. for kids. And I think it's just like adults. in sports how when you, you know, you tell the other team Good job. Good job. It's not all about just one star player because they have to come together as sure. a team. It's the same type of thing. It is the same type it's of thing. It's not a, even if you have the main character role, there's so, so many other things that make that character role. It's not just you. You right. know, there's, you know, people that are doing the lighting or the music, Indeed. or even if you're the only one on the stage the whole time, it's not just you. So I think it teaches them, like you said, the teamwork and cooperation and, giving others thanks for what they did during the the play or the right yeah. absolutely and i think that's where it's kind of similar and i think that's where believe it or not discussions around this kinds of stuff with uh drama and acting have made me more aware of the benefits of organized sports because it was never my thing but i never thought about the fact that even in sports they're having to do team building they're having to mm -hmm. do cooperation they're having to map out a plan together you That's know, right. a, a play is a lot of mapping out a plan. So I think they parallel in a lot of ways I never really yeah. thought about before. Yeah, it's interesting to think about it like that. Isn't definitely. it? And it kind of yeah. explains, Jason said he was into sports and into acting. And I thought, wait, what? But that's super cool to me. But <laughs> How do they I, go together? They kind of they're <laughs> they do, They're not though. that far apart. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, since the holidays are here and we try to focus on health I think I try to mention something about it every yeah. time that we're we on. We probably should start making it more of a point, too, because yeah. you do that in your normal daily life. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's important for people. But I just wanted to kind of focus on, um, I don't want to say eating healthy, 
during the holidays because we all know it's about kind of indulging in some of those foods that you normally don't eat throughout the year. And it's about just being around family and friends. But then January comes and we're all going New Year's resolutions. (laughs) That's what we do. And what's the first thing that people usually do for a New Year's resolution? I'm going on a diet. They're losing, they got to lose weight, right? right. That's, it's the most popular. It really is. the most popular. And normally that three to four pounds that you probably put on during the holiday, you don't normally take off. And so then the next holiday comes around and it keeps on clicking up. So we want to stay healthy during the holidays. So there's a, um, a great article. Harvard Health always writes really great articles and they're practical is what I really like about it. It's kind of one of the sources I've always used. Um, But they have some, uh, we'll post this link because they have some really great tips. And just one of the things I have always kind of emphasized to people is we eat about 40% more when we're socializing. So the holidays is all about socializing, right? Wow, that's an interesting, That's a lot of extra food and calories that's coming into our bodies that we don't necessarily need right to sustain ourselves or to have energy or or to add nutritional benefit to our body right we're just mindlessly kind of eating because eating goes along with socialization uh, i never so, thought of that but it totally does it really does so um so uh, just a couple tips that are kind of good things to keep in mind so that you don't overeat but you can still enjoy some of the food and the socialization um one of the things I was thinking was, went right along with this, was don't hang out by the food. <laughs> oh, you mean like at a when party? When you're talking, yeah. Don't hang out by the snack table because you are going to pick stuff up and just, even if you're full, you're going to continue to graze. You know, I know we've all done this. Uh, indeed. You know, like you're just going to continue to just plop that food right in your mouth. So don't hang out by the food kind of bring it out away from there and socialize in other areas besides where all the food is um, set up. And always, I always do this. I kind of walk by all the food before I take my plate to go load up. So this is a really good tip too, Okay, is to take a peek at the buffet table at all the food that's laid out before you fill your plate up. Because then you can kind of assess and go, okay, what are my favorites? Take a little bit of your favorites and make sure to also include vegetables on your plate. <laughs> Don't skip over the vegetables just because oh. you eat them every other day, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, but that way you can kind of take a peek, see what your favorites are, then you're not going to put way too much, you know, just, you know how the plate looks usually by the time you get done. You sure. got to take a little bit of everything because everybody made something, but yep. even if you don't like it, you'll put it on your plate and possibly eat it. So just take a peek at the, at what's available before you go up there. And the other thing is we always, all of us do this. Oh, I don't want to eat too much because I'm going over to Thanksgiving dinner. I got to have room for everything. Do not do that. Eat something before you go so that you're not ravished by the time you go. Just, you know, eat a little something so that you're not like dying to get, you know, get your plate filled up with food by the time you get there. So I think that that's a good tip too. I do too. And I always like the idea of bringing a dish that's a little more on the healthy side. Like I brought a salad to my mom's house and everybody loved the salad. It was great. Yeah, I didn't even amazing. know you, this is how disconnected I am. I didn't even know you brought that. Yeah. And be creative. Let's say you bring the, you know, the stuffing or the gravy every year. Maybe 
be creative and try a little bit of a healthier recipe out and and you know that has a bunch of herbs and stuff in it and not as much of the saturated fat from butter and stuff and you'll be very surprised if people like it or not they probably won't even know the difference I'm telling you. And then you wait until after they've eaten it. And that's then you when tell you them, tell them. <laughs> that was healthy. Actually, that's a great idea yeah. because then it promotes, you know, eating more healthy in general. Yeah. Because I'm telling you that stuffing I made yeah. with the sourdough bread, yep. there was nothing bad in that for you at all. Sourdough is actually one of the better breads for you to tell you the truth, actually. So not all the time, but in moderation, right? Awesome. But yeah. So... Be creative in the kitchen, like the kitchen Chandler would teach us. That's right. And um, bring bring something that people wouldn't expect. Great idea. Great tip. Yeah. So anyway, we'll put this um, this little link because it's a really interesting article. And that's it. I wanted to remind you guys that if you enjoyed the show, please go out on your favorite podcast app and give us a rating. Five stars is great. We love five stars. Uh, we do five Who stars. doesn't? It, it's like the little gold stars you got when you were in kindergarten. It, it does. And it <laughs> helps really drive up uh, the um, the algorithm that kind of puts our podcast further yeah. up when people are looking for podcasts. So it really helps us. If you feel so inclined to write a review, those definitely help us. And if you loved the show, then please subscribe. Sure. We do this every Thursday. Um, yeah. And we are all about helping people and raising awareness and helping the community. Yeah. And just chatting a bit. Yeah, and you know, give us a call if you want to chat. Leave us a voicemail. Yep. Um, and just say hi or let us know what's on your mind if you want to hear something on the show. And you can call us at 407-519-0515 or shoot us an email at feedback at findandangie.com and you can find all of our social media under findandangie.com. Yes, you can. No, and under findandangie. So, and I'm just agreeing. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Um, but if you or anyone you know would like to be a guest on the show, you can catch us at that number or that email address as yeah. well. We are currently booked up until February. That is February 2020. Yes. But we would love to have you or someone you know on the show to help promote your charity, your business, your personal endeavor, yeah. and you know whatever you uh, whatever you need help getting out there. That's right. That's people helping people. Anyway, guys, we're going to wrap up. But remember, at the end of each and every day, it's, it's all, all fine and dandy. And I did a homemade sour bro. Sour bro. Dead. Sour bro dead. Let's try that again. Sour dough bread. Oh, you gotta say like normal because I didn't cut all that.